0: Yeah. Testing, testing, one, two, three.
1: Thank you.
2: Good morning, Prism. We are here on this beautiful Sunday to worship together. What an awesome opportunity we have to raise our voices together in song and to lift up together all of the praise that we have for the God who loves us and sustains us. Today is all about the power of community, and we are opening with Bob Dylan's song by way of George Harrison, If Not For You. Let's stand and sing together.
3: Surely ha-
2: a beautiful day for us to worship together, isn't it? Amen. Who knew Ted could do so many things at once? I threatened to get a piece of plywood. Yeah, I threatened to get a piece of plywood out and make him do a tap number at the same time. Um, He said that was his limit. Um, If you will, take out your devices and check in on Facebook. And if you don't know how to do that, find somebody young around you, and they'll either show you how to do it, or if you're like me and you just get frustrated, sometimes you just take it and do it yourself, and that's all right. Uh, That way, everybody knows where you're headed this morning. Yes, it does still say we're in Nashville. I don't know why. I can't understand it. Um, We also have a QR code. This will link you to a document that shows you all of the things that are going going on in the life of our church, everything that's going on around GUMC. So if you'll just scan that code, and then you have to click the little thing that says view PDF, and it takes you to a document that lists out all of the things that we have happening, and it's a lot. We are a very busy church, and we're blessed to be that. Do we have any people who are here for the first time? Anybody at PRISM for the very first time today? Welcome. Welcome. We are so glad you're here. We have a gift bag in the back for you, if you'll pick that up on your way out. And you have any questions, you're welcome to come see me, any of the members of the band, or Pastor Tim. We would love to talk to you. Are you ready to worship today? That was mildly enthusiastic. Okay, I'll take that. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are here today to accept whatever it is that you have for us. Maybe we just need the community of other believers around us. Maybe we need someone to pray for us. Maybe we just need to come here and say thank you. Whatever it is, open up our hearts so that we can receive your word today and then go out from this place and make disciples for you. In Christ's name, amen. If you will stand, it's time to greet each other, but I want I want you to take a look at something. Go ahead and stand up, but look at something on the screen here. I recognize that introverts really sort of don't look forward to this whole greeting time yeah introverts in the room hooray yeah i know there's this this chart here that shows the amount of time you have to prepare for the welcome and greeting time and then the actual welcome and greeting time and then recovering from the welcome and greeting time all the introverts in the room i applaud you for your willingness to really get in there and all of the work it takes for you to do this welcoming greeting time. Greet each other, and when you hear the music, we will sing together.
4: There's no
3: Shelter, never in your heart alone. I can be the one you call when you're. When you low, brother, let me be your fortress when the night winds are driving on. Be the one that light the way
1: when you're low.
2: Let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. Oh, He is my song. You are. we've come to our time of prayer and if you have anything that's on your heart that you want to share with the flock today we are encouraging you to do that you're also of course welcome to keep those within your heart and lift them up when we pray together Is there anyone who has a joy or a celebration you would like to share with the flock today? I just want to thank everyone who prayed for my sweet friend. She went home from the hospital and is well. Praise God for that. Anybody else with a joy or a celebration? I'll lift up a joy that all of you are here today. What a beautiful, beautiful congregation we have here today. Thank you for being here and worshiping with us. Does anybody have anything that's weighing on your heart, a concern that you would like for our flock to pray for? I'm going to lift up our maintenance crew here at GUMC. One, we're shorthanded, so if you know of anyone who would like to join our maintenance crew, please share that information. Also, our maintenance crew right now, they're all injured. They're all suffering with injuries or afflictions of some kind, whether it's knee or leg or back. We've just got a lot of afflictions there. So if you will, please pray for our maintenance crew.
0: I'd ask for prayers for Brian Haley, dear friend at church.
2: Prayers for Brian Haley as he continues his cancer battle. I want to pray for Jason's mom, Dan, or Kaki. She's currently on a ventilator and just praying for God's will and timing and um, everything. We'll keep your family lifted up this week.
5: Please pray for Sweet Baby Crane. He is about four weeks old, and they found that he had a hole in his heart, and he has had surgery and is in recovery, but it will be a long battle, so a Sweet Baby Crane. Thank you. He's
0: a sweet child here.
2: Danny's brother, Harold, is... Uh, uh, now a 95 years old just celebrated his 95th birthday but he is struggling with cancer and to make matters worse his wife fell and broke her elbow and so now she's in a brace and can't do much and so they have help coming to take care of them that's my uncle Harold
1: y'all I'm gonna try not to cry um. A sweet lady I met during radiation. She had stage four lung cancer. She fell this weekend, and they had to stitch her head up, and when they researched it, they found that the cancer has spread into her brain, and they told her it's time to tell her family how much she cares about them.
3: Or Wiley Tate, a longtime friend of our church and, and very active member that had surgery and is, is working hard to recover from the surgery.
2: A lot of folks need our prayers today. Amen. Let's take them to God. Heavenly Father, we have a lot of things weighing heavily on our hearts. There's always something to be thankful for, but sometimes it can be hard to see those things in the midst of the darkness. Help us to remember that in the midst of our struggles, to look around for the blessings. We thank you for Jesus, for the gift you gave us of your son, sent to earth to die for us. We didn't do a thing to deserve it, but we get it anyway. We thank you for that, and we praise you with every breath we have. In Christ's name, amen.
3: The song we sing Fears the way we die You can make the mountains ring Make the angels cry Though the bird is on the wing You may not know Some may come and some may go, we will surely pass. When the one that left us here returns for us at last. We have but a moment's sunlight fading in the grass. now smile on your brother everybody get together try to love one another right now come on people now smile on your brother everybody get together try to love
2: Tim Carpenter, who will bring our message this morning.
0: Let's, um, let's give another round of welcome for our band. Good morning. morning. The grace and peace of Christ be with you. want to uh, add my welcome to everybody that's here this, this day, and uh, welcome to PRISM at Germantown United Methodist Church especially those who may be visiting with us. Where was... I, I won't ask you to raise your hand, but the first-time visitor with us today especially welcome. Pray that this is a blessing for you this day as uh, your presence is certainly a blessing for us. Before we have our Scripture reading today, I believe uh, we had a slide about... Um, do we have another slide for the festival? We have a... Um, just for a moment before the reading of the Scripture, and I want to let all of you know that we have an opportunity uh, to reach out into the community. Asbury and Aldersgate churches have uh, their Hispanic congregations and indigenous congregations, and uh, that's a growing population in the city of Memphis. And um, they're having a festival on o- October 1st, And uh, we're we're certainly invited to be a part of that. But here's the invitation I want to put out for you. And that is we we need a support network to come alongside those uh, ministries that are struggling to reach out to the migrant families that have now made Memphis their homes. And we have a great opportunity to be the church to people. And uh, But we we need folks who have a passion for that. And so, as I'm talking about this, uh, perhaps the Lord is placing upon your heart, maybe you know how to speak Spanish. If you know how to speak Spanish, I'm already talking to you. But even if you do not know how to speak Spanish, if you have a, a heart for wanting to reach out for those who can use a community's help and a community's welcome, please see me at the end of the service. I'll be up here or back there. Please come and see me because we it's not only this festival that we've been invited to, to be a part of and, in different ways, and I could talk to you about that, but I also would love to talk to you about uh, further Um, ministry that we can do. So please, if the Lord's putting that on your mind, I'm not asking for a commitment today. I'm just asking, though, if you feel like the Lord might be placing that on your heart, let's talk afterwards, okay? Here's the scripture today. It comes to us from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. And it says this, you are a chosen people, you have received the mercy, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Friends, you're not powerless. In the last couple of weeks, Pastor Mimi has begun to talk to you about the power we have for good, the power in the words you use. She's talked to you about The power in the words you use, you have the power to bring encouragement and healing and forgiveness and thankfulness and kindness and gentleness. And in your ability to pray, you have power to affect lives, to approach the throne of grace like we've already done this morning. To help bring God's kingdom to bear in this world. Today, I want to focus on another power that is available to us, and it's the power of community. The mission statement of Germantown United Methodist Church, including PRISM, is, say it with me, would you read it with me? We are a community of faith committed to loving God and loving others, serving Christ and sharing Him, transforming lives and making disciples. Today, I want to focus on the first line of that. To remember that we are a community. And as we remember that we're a community, I want us to consider the power of community. Ecclesiastes reminds us, though one might prevail against another, two will withstand one and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. We're stronger in community. As a matter of faith, did you know that as human beings, we're created by community for community? Here's what I mean by that. In Genesis 1, God created everything and said it was good. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, God created everything. In Genesis verse 2. Or in chapter 2, I should say. In Genesis chapter 2, God looked at the creation. He looked at the man He had created without a helpmate. And we have the only time in the whole Scripture narrative of the creation where something wasn't good. God looked at the man and He said this. It's not good for the man to be alone. It's not good. Perhaps part of that is because we're created in God's image and the fullness of God has been revealed to us as a living communion, a community of Father, Son, and Spirit. It was so from the beginning. Chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God. That's the beginning statement of faith. In the beginning, God. God created the heavens and the earth. Verse two. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved over the face of the earth, the uh, face of the waters. So in verse one we have God whom Jesus called the Father, the Creator. In verse two, we have the spirit of God. Verse 3, it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And we skip up to John chapter 1 in the New Testament. And speaking of Jesus, John starts out his book this way. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So in other words, in the first three verses of the Scripture... In, in Genesis, it, we see the evidence of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the first three verses. And just prior to humanity's creation, and skip on down in Genesis one twenty-seven, it states this. God's about to make humanity, and God says, let us make man in our image. The nature of God is a community. One God, but three persons in a community of power... And love and creating. When we the church. Are in Christ. We're in the spirit. And we're in the father. And we recognize that we hold. God in our hearts. And God holds us in God's heart. The father. Who creates and renews. The spirit who guides and directs us into truth, and the Son who lived and died among us, we belong to a community. We belong to one another, and we belong to God. From the very beginning, we've needed other people. After creating the man and the woman, God went on to command for the man and the woman to be fruitful and to multiply. So first the family, then a community was created as part of God's intent for humanity. I think back of three years ago when COVID struck. One of the awful things about that was the isolation that occurred for so many people. Isolation can easily lead to loneliness, which itself can cripple a spirit. We're simply not created to be alone. It's not good, the Bible says, for us to be alone. Christ always promised that his presence and power would be found in community. Didn't he say, where two or more are gathered in my name, that's where I will be with them? And in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, didn't Paul remind us, now you are part of the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. And in Hebrews, we're reminded to consider how we can spur one another on toward toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together. Many of you have heard of Max Lucado, a Christian author. He once wrote this. Christ distributes courage through community. He dissipates doubts through fellowship. He never deposits all knowledge in one person, but distributes pieces like a jigsaw puzzle to many. And When you interlock your understanding with mine, and we share our discoveries, and we mix, and we mingle, and we confess, and we pray... Christ speaks. So in our scripture from 1 Peter today, we are reminded that you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. Peter's using words of community. People, priesthood, nation. Even the pronoun you is the plural you. Peter was speaking to the community, not to an individual. Together we recognize That we didn't choose God, but that God chose us. Together, we find that our identity is of a royal priesthood, offering sacrifices not of animals, but of our own obedience and our love to other people. Together, we find that we have a task to declare the light of God in a world of darkness. And together in community, we discover that we're worth something in the eyes of God. Many years ago, Reverend Janet Wolfe was the pastor of Hobson UMC in Nashville. And she told a story about a woman named Fayette who became part of their community. She had a mental illness. She had lupus. She was homeless. And she wanted to join the church, and the pastor required her to go through a class And in their meetings, it was discovered that she had never accepted Christ and was going to need to be baptized. And the pastor would say to the class and teach the class a a phrase that they used at their church. The pastor would say, when I'm baptized, I'm what? And the class and the church learned to respond, a beloved, precious child of God, beautiful to behold. And this was repeated when people were baptized in the congregation. And so when Fayette was baptized, the day came for her to join the church and be baptized. The pastor said, now that Fayette is baptized, what is she? And the congregation responded, a beloved, precious child of God and beautiful to behold. Yes, Fayette cried out loud. And people laughed in joy. A couple of months later, the pastor received a call that Fayette had been physically and sexually assaulted and was at the hospital. So the pastor went and could see her from a distance pacing back and forth. And when the pastor got to the door, she heard what Fayette was muttering to herself. Fayette was pacing back and forth with her head down and muttering and muttering over and over again, I'm a beloved, precious child of God. I'm a beloved, precious child of God. I'm a beloved, precious child of God. And she turned and she saw the pastor standing there and said again I'm a beloved precious child of God and catching a sight of herself in the mirror her hair sticking up some blood and tears streaking from her face her dress torn dirty she started again I'm a beloved precious child of God and she looked in the mirror again And then she said out loud, and God's still working on me. But if you come back tomorrow, she said, I'll be so beautiful, I'll take your breath away. Fayette learned that truth in that community. What God can do in a community. we discover in community that we're worth something in the eyes of God. And our mission statement reminds us that we are a community, but it doesn't stop there. It continues and says we're a community of faith. In life, we live as part of many different communities. We live in a human community, communities of different activities that we're part of, communities of recreation Communities of families, communities of work, communities of special interests. But at Germantown United Methodist Church and at PRISM, we're a community of faith. Our identity at Germantown United Methodist Church is always as a community of faith, the Christian faith. John Wesley, the founder of our denomination, once defined this faith in a sermon. He said, The right and true Christian faith is to have a sure trust. In confidence to be saved by Jesus Christ from everlasting death and that by the merits of Christ their sins are forgiven and they're reconciled to the family of God. Notice the plural. They. Even for John Wesley, it was about salvation in Christ, but it was also about the community being saved together. The church community's task is the proclamation of faith that says Christ is is all and in all. Christ is our salvation. Christ is our example. Christ is our way, our. Only by Christ's acts of eternal obedience, even to death on a cross, is our salvation earned. Christ earned it. Only by the grace of Christ, only by God's act, only by the Spirit's leading. We can't earn God's love Because God never stopped loving us. God's love is what calls us to salvation and calls us together in Jesus Christ. Once in the scriptures, we're told that Peter and the disciples were in a boat and they saw Jesus in a storm walking on water. Remember that story? Remember that story? Jesus is walking on water in the middle of a storm. And Peter requested that if that's really you, Jesus, let me come out to you. Bid me come out. Jesus said, come. And the scripture says that Peter began to walk and as he was watching Jesus. But then it said he saw the storm around him and he began to sink. He, you see, he took his eyes off of Jesus. The purpose of the church, even in these times, is to always keep our eyes on Jesus. And in so doing, trust the guidance of the Spirit to our community of faith. In these times of uncertainty, it might be tempting to wonder what role faith has in our lives anymore. But I would argue that faith is more valuable now than ever before. Take away everything from a person, but leave them their faith, and they have everything. Give someone the world, and take away their faith And I would argue they have nothing. Precisely when things are uncertain is the time for faith. Hence, the author of Hebrews once wrote, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that God exists and that God rewards those who seek Him. Friends, I know that many things are happening in the world that can worry us, but remember this, throughout the history of our nation and the world, there have been catastrophic events that have shaken entire societies. Wars and plague and pestilence and poverty have all served to change societal structures for a time, sometimes even permanently. Three years ago, COVID shut down our society overnight. But do you know it's not the first time that was not the first time that Germantown's life had been disrupted at this church? Back during the Civil War, during the federal occupation of Germantown, worship services were forbidden at times. Our church building was used as storage. The building was damaged as parts of it were used for firewood during the winter. And the congregation at times had to meet in homes. Years later, during the yellow fever epidemic, the congregation had to quit meeting for a time and member shrank, membership shrank to 50 people. In 1921, a new church building had, had only been built five years earlier, right behind us in the McVeigh Park, where the, right by the street where the little benches are. That's where the original church was. And in 1921, a new church building had been built right there. It was struck by lightning and burned down. A civil war, two world wars, Vietnam, the Great Depression, large recessions, civil rights unrest, bank failures, and on and on we could list major events that have shaken the country, the world, and even our church. Yet God worked through the members of Germantown United Methodist Church each time, consider the ministries, the facilities, the budget that is here, the the numbers of people and the staff and the technology that the church currently has, think if any of that was even imaginable at any of those times in the past for the people to consider our current situation possible. In the context of seeing how far the people of this church in the past have brought this church, including you all, to bring us to this point. How much more can the church accomplish in the years to come together? If we but continue as a community of faith, remember how Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they'll do even more. Greater things than these. The Spirit of God has given us each other. And the Spirit of God continues to lead us through our mission. It's for us to be faithful. The church looks a lot different now in the world than it did in those early days in Jerusalem. But it began with a few people. Think of this. The church began with a few people hiding in fear for their lives. But faith overcomes fear. We are a community of faith. And there's power in community, in the Lord's community. As Peter said, once we were were not a people, but now we're the people of God. Let's live into that. Together, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Invite the band to come back up at this time. And as the band makes their way back up... Oh, there's a video first, that's right. Video first. Thank you.
2: Good morning, Prism Flock. I'm excited because today's testimony on the power of community comes from one of my favorite people, my better half, Jim Duncan. I was talking to Pastor Mimi not long ago about how Jim is kind of a walking miracle, and I talked to her a little bit about how he had a community of people who have lifted him up during some really trying times in his life, and she said, oh my goodness, would he be willing to do a testimony on the power of community? And I said, I don't know, he's a little shy, he doesn't really love public speaking, but I'll try. And without any hesitation, Jim agreed to do this. So you went through some pretty significant medical challenges in your 20s. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
5: Sure. Uh, Back in 2003, so it was really 20 years ago this year, uh, I was diagnosed with lymphoma. I just moved to Memphis two years beforehand, and I was in the fire of my life, uh, far away from home. And little did I know, in those two short years, I had developed this Community uh, around myself. Uh, it was at Christ Methodist, the church I was attending at the time, and at work. Uh, you know During that time, during, during the surgeries that I had and the treatment that I was going through, the outpouring of support was just amazing. Uh, people made, made meals for me. Uh, I had a co worker that took care of my cats. Uh, and one of the things that was the biggest part was two of my co workers uh, went to leadership and had them donate sick days. So I didn't have to go on short-term disability during that time, which was a huge help. Uh, I am stubborn and I don't like to impose on people, uh, but I had a coworker that really gave me some sage advice and said, you know, hey, these people want to help you. They want to serve. And by denying them that opportunity, uh, you're denying them that joy because they are a hand to feet a guide trying to lift you up. So it was was a huge learning experience for me, but also just an amazing time to really feel God's presence through my community.
4: There
2: was a a season a few years back where you went through some pretty significant loss.
5: Yes, back in 2017, 2018, um, I lost my brother uh, and my sister-in-law in in a short period of time. Uh, It was sudden uh, and unexpected. Uh, And it was a really difficult and dark time for me. Uh, I was very angry and have some, you know, some anger still, Uh, you know, why was my family uh, impacted like this? Uh, But it was, you know, through the community here at GMC and really immediate family and getting to the other side of of that grief.
2: Now there was one other time that, that kind of stood out as we were talking about how communities have affected you that it might seem kind of odd that it was a time of community because it was
5: during the pandemic. Sure, right, absolutely. Uh, in 2020, <laughs> I was working for Hilton, which you know you would guess that during 2020, uh, hotels were not doing very well. So during June of 2020, I was part of the 20%. Uh, that was cut and I was laid off and unemployed for the you know, first time in my adult life. Uh, it was a scary time. But at that time, I was just amazed at the community again. GMC comes through again, uh, had people praying for us, praying for me, taking my resume, working through their, uh, their contacts to find a job, you know, find a job opportunity for me. Uh, and you know, after three months, I was able to get back to work and without the support of GMC, that just wouldn't, wouldn't happen
2: the ways that communities have lifted you up and carried you through dark times um, has certainly inspired me. And I hope it served as an inspiration for you today. Jim, thank you for sharing everything that you shared with us today. Some of that was not easy to share, so we appreciate your vulnerability in sharing all of that. Make sure that you know that you have a community around you and make sure that you're a part of a community for someone else. Thanks, everybody. Bye. little biased, but that's my favorite one so far. Thank you, Jim. Love will hold us together. This final song is all about community. If you're able, let's stand and sing together.
4: It don't have a job.
0: Everybody say amen. amen. I've been asked to make one other announcement that is Sunday, September the 17th. Please join us for the Trinity Center and McVeigh Gardens, uh, McVeigh Gardens Improvements and Accessibility Project kickoff celebration at the Trinity Center and McVeigh Gardens on Sunday after this service. Uh, that's today. That's today. <laughs> I, thinking, I had it in my mind, it was next week. That is today, right after we finish here. So uh, make your way over there and we'll kick that off. Uh, again, if you're, if you're new today, we invite you to get a packet back there. If you are interested in um, uh, discipleship and in, in, uh, expanding your spiritual life, we also, I believe, have some books back there, Abundant Life. Um, we have some goodies back there as well. Make sure you get one, uh, steal it from us. Now I know that I've been here a couple of times, Natalie, and you've given away cars, right? We all've given away cars. This was found back there. <laughs> so, if you're missing your keys, this was where was it found? What what table? the The snack table. These are found on the snack table. So if they're still here, we'll give that away next week. So. <laughs> I'm going to leave them right, right here on the altar after the benediction, and you can come get the keys to your car if you accidentally left those. Any other announcements that need to be made? All right. Let's uh, receive this benediction. May the love, mercy, and grace of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.